Welcome to another episode of Sideline Sounds and Three Team Parlays. Hell yeah, brother. Well, Oge, we've got a lot of stuff, a lot of different topics on tap here today. Um, some variety stuff, plus a couple little, little bantering at the end about some non-sports related things that you and I feel strongly about. But why don't we start off by recapping the UP track finals that happened in Kingsford over the weekend? I think we do need to mention right off the bat, though, for those that have been Listening over the last couple of weeks, we are now in the friendly confines of Crouchy's basement. It was a little too tough on us last week with those birds you have flying around here biting us. So yeah. back in the basement today. Yeah, and we may, as it warms up, as summer comes along, maybe we'll do it from my the lounge in my garage or something like that. But we're back in the friendly confines of the, the Crouch basement here. Beautiful day outside. And we're not getting swarmed by mosquitoes, but let's uh, recap the UP track finals, Oge. I, I think it's the greatest single day in the UP. Um, I did not make it this year. My wife wasn't feeling well, so we kind of watched them on TV, followed online, but man, was there some exciting and some great performances yet again. It's a fun day for sure. I don't I don't know if it's the greatest day in the UP. It's the greatest sports. single day. It's the greatest single day. Might be a little bit of an exaggeration, but um, yeah. Weather was good, I'm assuming, hot. Of course, yeah. they had a little delay too, right? A little lightning delay later well, on. That got that made things even a little bit more exciting. You know, I did follow. I said outside of watching that mile and two mile, I watched pretty much every second of it. And in the end, as far as from the Lakeland and girls' side was. Great performance came, for the Lakes girls. They came down to the wire. But there were some great performances. You know, you look at, you know, the I always look at the, any types of UP records that are broken. Well, let's, I mean, let's get out the one right right off the bat. We got to talk about her. Bring it, I mean, it's she put on a hell of a show that day. Lakeland and girls. Yeah, yeah. So starting with the Lakeland and girls, I guess the, you know, Coach Gusfridi's back coaching for the Lakes, and I think they went down there with seven girls, and they end up coming away with a, a, a UP championship again. This is the fourth in five years, and that's fourth in <clears throat> six years, and that's with the COVID year. But they were led by. Um, Emily Jokola had a day. Sophomore, right? Yep, she's a sophomore. She had won last year. We were down there. She won three events last year. She took a second in the 100 last year, and that was with her winning the fast heat. So she got beat by somebody that wasn't in her heat last year. Other than that, she she's won. She would have won every event. But set, smashing the 300 hurdles record by over two seconds. Well, I think before you even get into that, so she, she wins four firsts, and – for those of you that aren't into the track and feel like we are, you have no idea how difficult it is to win four running events, the four sprint, right? Or well, the four, one, two, and four, one, two, 100, 200, 400 are common. Right. Okay. But, but when you throw in that fourth running event for a sprinter, it's generally going to be, you're either doing an 800, which kind of pushes you into that distance, or you're doing the 300 hurdles. And there is nothing tougher than doing the 400 meter and a 300 hurdles in the same meet, and that girl pulled that off. Yep, two years in a row, and I, I think the 300 hurdles is the hardest. I mean, I never ran the hurdles. How, I couldn't imagine running that fast, that far, and then having to jump over something. Yeah, so that's <laughs> – and I don't know if I got this exactly correct, but I think she's in rare company with the number of girls in the history of the state. Yeah, she's that like – done That have won those four events. Right. Yeah, I want to say – there was some – there was an article on the MHSA site about it, but – you know, we, we've talked about rule changes in baseball and football and basketball. Is there any reason why we can't take that 800 and put it between the, the 400 and the 300 hurdles and give these kids a chance to rest? The 300 hurdles and the 400 are the same athlete. 
and you and you very rarely. What what Emily has done. Well, you only have now. a chance at the UP because of the time. Well, she's normal meets. You're not going to have. But it. she's been doing it this year. She's quali and qualify. You got to qualify at the regionals. Well, yeah, for sure. And uh, you know, if you're a, if you're a 300 hurdler, you're a 400 runner as well. Give put the 800. Let's move things around and give these kids a chance. You think of all the the great hurdlers you've seen, boys and girls, and they typically can't do it. Now Clayton Sand. He did the one, two, four, and eight for Houghton a number of years ago. Right. He also ran the mile, two mile. He did a little right. bit of everything. But what you know, to in my opinion, the three hundred and the four hundred, three hundred hurdles, four hundred, and those are back to back, so impressive. But um, just to kind of wrap up the girls' side of this, you know, obviously I was pulling for Coach Gus and the Lakes girls, but they had won, and it got it got pretty exciting for anybody that followed. Um, it started off with. Uh, Abby Kader won the 100 hurdles, which was she won by two one-thousandths of a second. And then Emily won the 100. But then the, the shocker came when the Lakes pulled off a big upset and won the 4 by one And they were, had like the fourth or fifth best time. So at that point, I was like, holy crap. With knowing that Emily was going to get these wins and Abby was going to get some more points, they might win the whole damn thing. And I figured they are going to be around 70 points. And, and sure enough, they got... Um, a little won. help from Aunt Noggin and then Mile Relay well, at the end? the drama came at the end. Um, Lake Lennon was up by eight points going into the Mile Relay, which is the last event of the day. And Lake Lennon did not have a team in the Mile Relay. And Stevenson was in second place. And they had either the fastest time or the second fastest time going into that Mile Relay. So if Stevenson wins the Mile Relay, they take first place. Lake Lennon girls get second. If, they, if Stevenson's get get second, they both tie for the championship. And I was following it. Stevenson took off after after lap one. They were up by three, first place by three seconds. Lap two, first place by three seconds. Lap three again, same thing. And then they came down to that anchor leg, and that girl from Stevenson got the baton. And this girl, this Amos girl from Ontonagon, caught her in about 100 yards. She made up that three seconds. Ontonagon won easily in that mile relay, which put Lakeland in, in a tie for first place in a UP championship. There I mean, it, it's pretty exciting. Awesome. As far, as far no, those, as are, those are great days. How about the Shamian girl from West Iron? She's, How tough is she? She's the same thing. Her and Emily are, are two. They're just head and shoulders above everybody. She's now, the Shamian one. Was her hundred time the best in the? Yes, she was in the, the twelve. She was in the twelve. That's what I thought. Um, yeah, Danica Shamian from West Iron again, same thing. Hundred, two hundred, four hundred. Uh, her two hundred and four hundred times were UP records as well. And then she took second in the high jump. So, but again, just those kid people that are impressive. Excellent. Yeah, it's a good day. Great day for those girls. Congrats to them. You know, one last thing here, Oge, before I wrap this up. And again, the, the Munising boys are awesome. Those two Paramackie kids that are going to Tech to play football. Wow, what athletes. But um, we had talked about a couple weeks ago about how Pickford had won all those track championships. Right. They jumped up to Division Two this year for some reason. I don't Pickford. know. Pickford did, yes. And they absolutely dominated Division Two boys. They won by 50 points, 60 points, something like that. They absolutely dominated. They're playing eight-man football. Yeah, they're tiny schools, so I don't know if they bumped up because there's only there's less teams in there. But holy Mackinac, this 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 Hayden Hagen kid, he won the 800 mile, two mile, and then anchored a winning relay. He had four, and this Kozniak kid won the both hurdles and the high jump, long jump. So they had eight first places of those two kids. But 
well, school some athletes over there yeah Jeez. dominant but um great day great day to watch i kind of wish i would have been there but nonetheless um you know in in, in kingsford does such a great job you know when you got a superintendent like david w holmes down there running that operation and Chris Hartman, UP Athletic Director of the Year. You know, they All do right, a great let's move on job here. down there. Hey, you're the uh, resident expert on this. I was thinking, you know, the other day, what's uh, give me some of your thoughts on what's going on with the transfer portal. We mentioned this a few episodes ago and had a little chat on it. So what's going on with that? Well, this is I'm, I'm interested on this one because I do not have access to that portal any longer. I used to have access. I could see it. But I know we got some of our tens of fans. Legally? Yeah, Legally, as you know, now that Finlandia University is defunct oh. and I'm no longer an NCAA coach, I do not have access to that. But I know we have some of our tens of fans that have access to that. I I would be really interested to see how many kids are still out there and don't have places. I think that number is going to be really high. I know there's a couple of kids that played for us that are still blasting stuff all over Twitter that they're still looking for home. So if you, if you have uh, some data on that, I'd be, I don't really care about D one, but the D two D three, I'd be interested to see how many kids. At what point do they have to make their decision? To yeah. I, I don't stay know. in or pull out. I think you can stay until someone gets you and go, go to school. So, but that was something that I, I would, I would be interested to hear some numbers. Yeah. Well, I, like I said, I was just thinking about it again the other day and we see, different guys still popping up for Michigan hoops or whatnot. And, and, uh, but yeah, it's going to be interesting, especially as we get close to the fall and, and right. the, the pads start coming out. So. I think, uh, I think our assessment of that is right on. There's a lot of kids that are just trying to get exactly. themselves, make themselves feel better, but all right. Along the lines of the football side of this old Jack, this came across the news and I thought this was pretty, well, I don't even know if it's exciting or interesting, I guess would be the way, but did you see what LSU is doing with their helmets? Five-hour battery life? Is that what they're giving us for this air-conditioned situation? So Brian Kelly and LSU, they are going to play practice and play games with air-conditioned helmets to try to beat the heat. Battery life is five hours. The helmets last four years. The heat's got to be miserable down there. It's got to be something yeah. that you got to take into Easy account. Easy for us to sit around up here and just say, toughen up, you know. Yeah. It's I a mean, little different deal. I'll tell you what, Rouge. if I had one of those helmets in my classroom last Wednesday, I would have been wearing it because it was about 90 degrees in there. Wait till the first accident happens with that and all of a sudden we got, what are they going to shoot Freon in there like you do at a car or what? I would imagine. I, I'm interested to see how this works out because it's if, if they can make this work, it's probably could revolutionize the game maybe, but... Whereas our kids are putting tape over their ear holes and wearing baklavas to try and stay warm. But I just thought that was to be, was pretty interesting. So um, let's move on to a couple other topics here before we get into the meat and potatoes here, but see what's going on with the, the big guy from Purdue. Hurry's coming back. He should. But he's the, he's the, the player of the year in the country. He's, where was he going to get drafted? They said he was not a first round pick. I can't imagine. You know, he, He'll give a he'll give a team some minutes and, and probably make a career in the NBA, but you know he's not just not the prototypical point or center that that teams look for in the NBA right now. Who's well, he, who's he gonna guard? Well, that's that's the question. I, I'm glad to see him come back. I'm a, I'd rather watch college basketball than pro basketball any day of the week. And 
he was he was fun to watch. Granted, we did lambaste him for being the most overrated team in that with the one seed, but I think it was a good decision for him, and maybe he will. Maybe he'll yeah, develop I mean, a little more quickness. I shouldn't say that. You know, he probably could protect the rim a little bit in, in certain schemes defensively be a be a factor on on that end, but. But I'm glad to see he's coming back. I think that's I think it's good for college basketball. It's good for the Big Ten. Yeah, for sure. You know, like you said, who's he gonna guard? Is he gonna guard the Joker? You think he could guard the Joker? I don't think anybody can guard the Joker. I'm is he not the best offensive center that we've seen in our time? Well, let's talk about our time again. All these people get confused. We threw the baseball thing out there, and they, they were so not trying to throw Nelly Fox. So I don't want to hear George Mikan. Yeah, let's keep George Mikan out of it, and Wilt keep Bill these Russell. guys out of it. Well, Russell wasn't very good offensively, but I think this guy's the best offensive center. Up his total package, what he's doing is he averaging a triple double? He had only four assists last night, but he did toss in forty-one. You think he's the best center? Best. Now? There, I'm going to say it right now. That's it. He is the best offensive center. That we've had I think, in our time. You know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of somebody that was a bouncer at the Shamrock in Marquette mm. in about 1996. Jesus. Does not look like a basketball player. I heard he doesn't brush his teeth. Now, see, there's another reason. That, see, maybe that maybe he was a bouncer at the Shamrock. Who knows? Hey, his game is – I mean, I can uh, – okay. So you're going to take him over – if I'm giving you first pick, you're taking him over Kareem? Yes. You're taking him over Akeem the Dream? Yes. How about Shaq? Shaq didn't have a very good skill set. He was big. I'm talking offensive skill set. What he on that end of the court, he's he's dishing out 14 assists. If he, was he can a, shoot a three. If he was 60 pounds lighter, back to the basket. If he was 60 pounds lighter, we think he Jump was hook, Kevin Garnett. Both hands. Does it relaxed? Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to agree with you on that. I I will say this: he is making the finals exciting to watch. Because Part of it is I think a lot of people didn't see, you know, last year they got dumped by Denver, or not, they got dumped by Golden State, I think, in five. You know, so now he's in the finals, so his name is out there. But I, the, I will give you this. I, I He may be the best passing big I've ever he, – he's – the problem with him, I think, is that he is actually too, too unselfish. Yeah. He's got – I mean, he's still scoring 30 points, but he passes up a lot of stuff and – he has such good – he does have court vision. but and, and he's got a knack for rebounding too. I mean, it's not like he's, you know, the Dennis Rodman type that's just, you know, the, the energy and the quickness to get to these boards. He just has a knack and, a, and, and just crafty to get in and grab those rebounds. I mean, he's seven foot or whatever that helps. But oh, and, and I think the, that he doesn't look like he's a great athlete. Like, I mean, let's be honest. If, if all three of us, me, you, and him, lined up at one end of the court, do you think you could beat him down the court one time? Today? Yeah. That's the thing. He doesn't. He plays a lot. He's a lot more smooth than you would think for a guy. Like I said, he doesn't look. If you saw him on the street, if you were at Hodeg and you saw him, you would think he lived in Mellon, Wisconsin. Or that that threat that he can knock down that three pointer puts a lot of pressure on those bigs guarding him. Yeah. Because they got to come out and close out, and he doesn't blow by you, but he can get two to three dribbles and then get that back turned. He did. The, he did the little. Behind the back dribble last night against uh, Bam Abayo, and I was yeah. I was just laughing. I'm like, it looks like he made Bam look like a middle school kid. Yeah, and it's it just seems effortless for him. But him and uh, his partner in the pick and roll are pretty damn tough to stop. But they did get beat last night. It's one to one. So who would have thunk it? Miami Heat on the road. 
on the road. Yeah, I, I think if I think if uh, the Joker was a skinnier, more like Kevin Garnett, we probably would be more impressed. But he's just he just the the look, and he's just he's making a believer out of people. That's for sure. Yeah, well, we'll see if he gets a title this year, and and uh, you know, well, he's already won how many M- two MVPs? Two. Yeah, that's impressive. Fun to watch him. That's for sure. Um, one more quick little note here, Oges. We uh we got a little online store going last week where some of our our uh, SS3TP apparel is available to our tens of fans. And we just got word from our marketing department that last week the sales of our shirts and sweatshirts exceeded Bud Light sales. Oh, geez. This moment in UP sports history has been brought to you by the official apparel provider of SS3TP. Level Up Branded Apparel Specialist is a full-service apparel supplier and decorator in Houghton. See Brendan or Sean at Level Up for all your organization's workwear, branded apparel, athletic uniforms, and custom hats. We can handle all your embroidery, screen printing, and personalization needs. Visit our website at levelupembroidery.com. So when we start looking at UP moments in history and, and it, the things that make the UP such a special place, you know, we got we, we would be be remiss if we didn't mention one that was right in our own backyard and the uh, win one for the Gipper and, and George Gipp and, and the impact that he's had and this the how the notoriety I guess with it over the years, you know, George Gipp is obviously from Lorium Calumet area. He played yeah. played at Notre Dame back in like 18, 1918, So this is well before our time. You know, and then the whole, you know, dying what, of pneumonia and stuff like that. And I think part of like, you know, a lot of our listeners, probably, the, especially the ones that aren't from the UP, don't realize the, how this area changed or what it looked like back in those early 1900s. Oh, So you can start sure. with that, right? The Calumet was one of the booming cities in the whole state of Michigan. There was the, and, the and rumor, everything around it. Rumor was that it was in line to become capital, which I think is more rumor than anything. But that's how, how many, big it was. How many bars were there on Fifth Street? Yeah, well, in between Calumet and Lorium, which you know, that's uh, I don't know how you can that would be like Minneapolis and St. Paul, right? That's the Lorium's right. The the village right next to it, but yeah, it's it's just uh, it was a different era then. But during that time, it was early 1900s. Um, George Gipp was a Cal High School athlete, born and raised in Lorium. Arguably one of the greatest athletes of his time. Played, you know, was more of a baseball player than my, my sources are telling me he didn't even play football in high school. But he was a baseball player and was pretty good at gambling, too. He might have been hitting the, the DraftKings back in the day if it would have <laughs> been on there, right? But Yeah, that, that's, you know, and you go through Lorium right now, you got – Couple different monuments, statues, um, you know, dedicated to George Gipp and the impact that he made. Yeah, there's a nice little area. George Gipp memorial right on. Was it, is that Lake Linden Ave coming into right. or in there, right, right by Coach Franti's house? Yeah, exactly. There's also a hockey arena down there by the, the Gipp Arena. Gipp Arena, but there's is, still Gipp family in Calumet. And do you know where? This is a random thought that I don't know if you know this. Do you know where he's buried? I believe in Lakeview Cemetery. Right by on the way to. Your house, yeah. yeah correct. Yeah, and it's a Calumet Cemetery. Tiny little grave. Yep. I've actually seen I, that, believe it or not. I have too. That would be uh Yeah, I actually forgot about that. You know, and the senior athlete award at Calumet is the Gip Memorial 
senior male athlete is getting Memorial Trophy given out each year. So it's pretty cool, and it's uh, I don't know how many people that aren't familiar with this area would have known that. But they're they're probably familiar with the phrase "win one for the Gipper." They've heard that. But, you know that goes back to again. He played in Notre Dame when, I mean, 1918, 1919, 1920. Yeah, no, he led Notre Dame in rushing. He went to Notre Dame on a baseball scholarship, I believe. No, I did not know that. He was Notre Dame's first All-American. He was their first All-American. Was that the name of the show? No, Everybody's All-American. Everybody. Yeah. That was a different one. Was it? Yeah, that was a different one. But that was about the Galloping Ghost, I think. But, you know... Yeah, he became Notre Dame's first All-American in 1920. So obviously, we're talking, you know, between World War One, World War Two here. But, right. You know, the, the, he. I think it became more famous as, as time went on, and they they made the movie um, about Notre Dame and the legendary coach Newt Rockney. Ronald Reagan. George Gipp was played by Ronald Reagan, and and it was was it the 1920 season that you know the famous scene where where Coach Rockney's and you know George Gipp had contracted pneumonia and was on was literally on his deathbed, and you know they Coach Rockney went to see him and you know that that's where the famous the famous speech came out where right before he passed away he told you know Coach Rockney he says he says you know I'm going to tell you something you know he he is the 1928 game 1928 Notre Dame was playing playing Army and and they're he coach Rockney was trying to motivate the, the guys at halftime and this is where the win one for the Gipper speech came in and he talks about how he was talking to George in the in his hospital bed and and as George Gipp tells him he goes he goes Rock sometime when the team is up against it and the brakes are beating the boys tell them to go out there and with all they got and just win one for the Gipper I don't know where I'll be then Rock but I know I'll know about it and I'll be happy and that was when you know shortly mm -hmm. after that he passed away, and the the yeah. one for the Gipper speech was was made by. by I, actually, I actually watched that movie, uh, you know, AMC movie or Turner Classics, I believe. Yeah, World War II Liberty ship SS George Gipp named in his honor. He was selected as one of the top twenty-five college football players of all time. College Football Hall of Fame in nineteen fifty-one, Michigan Sports Hall of Fame in nineteen fifty-seven with Gordy Hall. Correct. And the inaugural class of the UP Sports Hall of Fame in 1972. Arguably one of the most famous people in the UP. And, you know, in about, I want to say it was about 2010, um, right when Brian Kelly got to Notre Dame, I went down to the Notre Dame football coaches clinic with the, the guys from Nagani, and we got a little tour of the locker room. And they have a, a plaque with that with that speech right in the locker room. And we, oh, got nice. to, we got to go in and see there and slap the play like a champion today sign and stuff like that. But... Obviously, yeah, that's cool stuff. Hope you know, Notre Dame gets their ass kicked next year, but anyway. Yeah, but George Gipp and the win one for the Gipper speech is truly a, a legendary moment in the history of UP sports. The next part of our show, we're going to answer some questions from our listeners. And this part of the program is brought to you by Poor Man's Epoxy, local handcrafted epoxy products in Lakeland and Michigan. Projects ranging from custom bars and countertops to cribbage and charcuterie boards. No custom project is too big or too small. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Etsy, or at poormansepoxy.com. Contact Brett at 906-369-0684 to get your project started. 
With all the big-name NBA coaches that had gotten fired this year, why do you think you never hear Coach Budenholzer's name mentioned for any more attractive job openings that were available? This is Jesse and Appleton. Great podcast, boys. Well, my thoughts are this on Coach Bud. Number one is, how about him just enjoying the fact that he's got probably a few million coming back from the Bucks yet on that contract and, you know, taking a year off, relaxing, just seeing what's out there as the next season approaches. I don't, I'm guessing that, you know, he might've made it, made it known to these other teams that he was not going to coach this year. You know, you can just see what's going to happen. I mean, those things I did, you know, there, his name was mentioned with a few of the jobs, but I think coach Bud's going to sit back and wait a year and see what happens. Um, you know, just take some time. Doesn't need to be, need to be, you know, attacking some other job right off the bat that, that he's not interested in, whether it's a rebuild or something like that. So, you know, I, I think, uh, these coaches, it just, everything comes full circle. It's round and round and round. Vogel goes here. Monte Christ, the Pistons gave him. It's a great pickup for the Pistons. I think think. it is too. If, If, you know, not to get off that subject, but Monty Williams, I think just as far as being a leader, um, his personality, I don't know how great he is X's and O's wise. He's lost some big game sixes over the last few years. Right. Um, but I think it's a good hire for the Pistons is, you know, just getting him into the young crew. But Coach Bud will be back. I mean, he's won everywhere he's been. Um, I, I agree with you. I mean, do we even know maybe he was yeah, looking we, at these jobs? I mean, I, the fact I, that they didn't, they didn't hire him, maybe he was still a candidate for him. Maybe he just – maybe he does, like you said, want to take a year off. Maybe he wants to get into broadcasting. I mean, yeah. I'm and pretty he's, sure. he's getting a nice little chunk of coin, you know, Sitting back and watching for a year, also. So yeah, I'm pretty I think sure Coach Bud will be all right. I'm he's a not Bud fan, be... but God dang it, it was still a little pissed about that. But yeah, he's not going to be, you know, returning empty cans or the ten cent deposits to make ends meet. He'll be just fine. And he, like I said, they, the NBA more than anything recycles coaches. Yeah, for sure. All right, good question from Jesse. Thank you for that one. Our next one comes from David W another faithful listener on the shores of the Menominee River, and he wants to know, good question here, Oge. If there was a color man for our show, has somebody famous, who would it be? So you and I are doing our very intelligent banter, and there's a color guy. Who would that be? Boy, that's just going to step in and make some third-party comments? Yeah. Oh, well... It's got to be somebody that is capable of hanging with us on all these various topics, which, you know. We do set makes the bar kind of pretty look, high, too. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're discussing a lot of different things. Got to be somebody from the UP. Oh, no, he says in the question. Well, oh, could famous? Be, yeah, which oh, they could be from the UP. Well, how the hell are they going to comment on Lake Linden winning the girls? Who do you think? Me? I got a great answer for it. I don't know if we'd, we'd be able to get him because he's getting a little bit up there in age, but. You know who would be perfect for us? Mad Dog Russo? Jerry Seinfeld. Really? Yeah. He could provide some witty insight on us. I think he'd be fantastic. No, I th- too much comedy. I don't want that chirping in the background. The focus will be all on him, not on us. I don't need to be in the spotlight. It's I, our show. Oh, this is true. Yeah, I, I think Jerry would do well. I think he'd be able to swallow his, his ego and just get on board. 
we might be able to revitalize his career for him. Hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking I'd like to have another sports guy, and I'd go with uh, Christopher Mad Dog Russo, although he's loud, 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 he loud. Is. He is. Gets on some of his rants. He'd probably drown us out too. He'd be um, all right though. He would. He wouldn't be afraid to argue with us. He, you know, our our star. What about a, stars, what about a, what about a chick? Who? Aaron Andrews? Yeah, I... Uh, Aaron I'm, Andrews? See, that's where I'm going right now. I want Aaron Andrews sitting here. I'm going with Jerry Seinfeld. She didn't get a Monday night football gig or whatever. She can have this gig right here. I'll go Jerry Seinfeld. Slamming Miller lights with us while we do this show with you. All right, David W., thank you for the question. Okay, another question for you. It says, Crouchy and Oge, you're on a road trip. And you stop at a gas station for some Scooby snacks. You're allowed two snacks and a drink. What are you getting? This is from Bo and Bujack. Okay, first of all, I'm going to set the parameters. He, he left this open. I'm saying that we're, we're traveling maybe like on a bus with a team. Because I know if, we, if, if it's just you and me and we stop at a store, you're getting some beef jerky and a six-pack of Miller Lite. Well, so, it depends on where I'm going. Like I'm not getting that general on the way to school or anything no no on a road trip we're going on a road trip we're, 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 oh we're sorry heading, sorry we're he we're heading to milwaukee to see ronnie regina uh, okay um well yeah that's two so that's two different things are we exactly are we on that school bus or are we driving what do you want to go with road trip the i hated the school buses i don't want to deal with that so let's say we're riding you and i together okay on our way we're going to we're going to green bay and we left at two o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday. So where's our first stop? Are we are we making it to Cribbits to get to the Quick Trip now, or will we hit the Holiday in Hancock? For a green, yeah, we got to no, we'll get no, we're gonna stop and get gas at the Pines, right? Isn't that what you do? Get the gas there. To me, the snack part, it's so you're in a gas station. I'm not buying that damn jerky from there. Biggest, that's the biggest. It's, oh my God! It's, it's like orange juice at a restaurant. Beef just, jerky, just beef jerky me. in a convenience store is the biggest ripoff there is. And I love it. And I know it's gone in about three miles. Yeah, and it's fourteen dollars for a bag of that Links, Jack Links beef jerky. I think I think one of the best. Uh, so you get two snacks and yeah, one beverage. Corn nuts. Corn nuts. They last. You know you can't hammer corn nuts. You can't just fire them in like I fire popcorn in. You got it. Corn nuts, it's only about four a, a serving. Okay. And you you can't you can't go through a bag that fast. So, and the the ranch corn nuts are good, and the originals both are good. So I'm gonna take that. Ah, uh, what do you give me one? Okay, if I stop at the right store, I'm gonna probably grab something from their hot deli, some type of little chicken nuggets or chicken strip or something like that something that makes me think i'm actually eating something that's going to put some substance in knowing full well later that i'm going to freaking probably pollute my liver yeah see this is a whole different deal too because if we're going together on if, if we're heading to green bay and we're we're you know this is a, a kind of a party type weekend well the cool that's a different ride than what i would do like if i was with you know my wife and we're just you know we're going wherever i th that's you know what i get then twizzlers twizzlers are 
That's yeah, solid. I can hammer licorice and get the bigger bag because those will last too. So are you going corn nuts and licorice? Yeah, that that'd probably be a corn nuts, red red Twizzlers, and then uh, you get one I, one I, one drink. I'll always hit a Mountain Dew early. A Mountain Dew. Oh mm. my God. I know it's horrible. They are, it's just completely off with the oh, sugar. Too in much that. sugar. I can't drink. I used to drink that when I was a kid, but I could drink a diet Mountain Dew, but that oh the regular one too sweet. So you're going corn nuts, Twizzlers, and a Mountain Dew. Well, I'm not drinking coffee in the afternoon. I don't. I can't do that. No. No, I agree. Um, I like I said, I would get a chicken, and then I could go with I would go with something sweet. Maybe have like a Reese's peanut butter cup, but I could also go with the Twizzlers. So if I get chicken. I'm gonna get a Reese's peanut butter cup. That is disgusting. Yeah, yeah, with your corn nuts. Reese's, no, I, I love peanut butter. I love chocolate, but I cannot handle that yeah, combo. Well, that's this is this is where why people. All right, we gotta move on. Well, and then a beverage. I'm just gonna grab. I'm just gonna grab a, a diet coke or a Gatorade of some capacity. Diet coke. So again, regular coke is just too sweet. Regular pop is too sweet for me. So anyway, bowl. We, I know. Thanks for the question. It's interesting, but yeah, that, that was good. And obviously, if we had a driver, you'd probably right. But we well, it's a fan, it's a family show. Okay, um, another one here. This is from Brett in Lakeland, and he just he just says, "I'm wondering when we can we hear some Jim Croce and listen to the lyrics." Personally, like a lot of his music and his storytelling ability in his songs. Bad, bad Leroy Brown. Don't mess around with him. Roller Derby Queen. I got a name. Operator. The list goes on. So. In the next, over the course of the next few weeks to the month, are we going to see Jim Croce and listen to the lyrics? The answer to that question is a yes. He is on my list. He'll be, the, he's a, he, I'll, I'll give you this little note. Jim Croce actually played at the coffee shop. I believe it was on campus, like the tech coffee shop or coffee house or something back in the 60s. He was up here and played. And I know this, our, actually Heike Karhu from Copper City oh. had brought this up. And I believe he saw him there. But Jim Croce's, like his big album, a lot of these songs that came out after he had died. Jim Croce's songs and his you could, hits. You, you could be giving away the whole background of one of his songs here. After you, the plane, he, he died in a plane crash. And but he never he was never alive to see himself get famous. Put he it wasn't with Richie Valens, was he? No. Oh, Jesus Christ! No. Uh, All right. But yes, Brett, it'll be on there. Uh, I'm not going to give you what song it is, but he he's good and certainly deserves it. So just stay tuned. Little teaser with the background about being up here in Michigan Tech. Yeah, well, that's that's good. So okay, well, our last question for the day, last one that I have here, it's it's from Paul and Boise again. But he's been sending in a lot of questions, hey. Must not be a lot of things to do in Boise. Or Amik. Or Amik. Oh. Actually, I believe New Alloway, but. Is that the home of George Burnett? You got it. All right. Okay. Regardless, Paul from Boise. What are your top two TV sports announcers and an analysts? Hmm. Who are your top two TV sports announcers and analysts? TV sports announcers. Um. Well, I just growing up and, and watching NFL football to me it was summer all in Madden. Oh come on! I knew I should have went first. You do this to me every time. I every right. single time. 
Okay, I'm just kidding. It's like, Actually, uh, it's like only, to me, it's like growing up uh, in the 80s, good, it's young Dick, song Dick Enberg and Merlin Olsen. How's that? Oh, boy. Gee, who do you want, Croce? I would like to go with John Madden and Pat Summerall. Oh, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's part of it, though. We, we kind of have similar tastes with a lot of that stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of good ones out there. But those two, I think, were always – they were the best. Just the, the John Madden – isms i guess is what you would call it they just seem to work so well together billy packer just died he was another one yeah i loved him in the, in the college football college football sorry basketball he did all those final fours um you know who i was almost going to put in there i could have went with keith jackson oh nelly. nelly you know that's a good call he just had a great he had a great voice for it and bob greasy with him quite I a bit i think so that would be another tandem that yeah that's a good call so that's a good question. What about what about baseball? Jack Buck and who? I'm trying to think of who. How about Steve Stone and Harry Carey? How about not? How about sober up? <laughs> well, I just saw the, the the one that was on Twitter yeah, yeah, was... with uh, <laughs> Don Zimmer flipping out on the umpire. Yep. So, all right, great questions from our listeners again. Keep them coming. Oh, we've been getting questions from our listeners about some pretty cool topics, and we're going to kind of create our own little question here today and go with this. I want to know, and I and, and I know you, some of this information you, you kind of sent to me too, and we kind of put this together. And which all-time record has a better chance of being broken in, in Major League Baseball? Okay, so I got five things here. Which of these all-time records? Because there's some records that are impressive. And we want input from this. We could put this put a, it in the Twitter poll. We could do a Twitter poll for sure. So we can't, we got five things, five records that do you think could ever get broke? Which has the best chance of getting broken? We have Ricky Henderson with 1,270 steals. Nolan Ryan with 5,714 career strikeouts. Pete Rose, 4,256 hits. Joe DiMaggio in a 56-game hitting streak. Or Nolan Ryan, seven no-hitters. Which of those do you think is gonna would be the first one to get broken? Well, to me, and this is just coming off of watching the Brewers give up nine steals on Saturday, I think the Henderson one is probably the most legit. I mean, how in the hell? Nolan, these, these guys don't pitch. You know, Nolan Ryan, 5,714 strikeouts. That's never getting beat that's because... Not, that's out. Pitch, no way. Again, he didn't have the pitch count limitations. These guys were not getting pulled in the sixth inning to bring in the seventh pitched, inning setup man for the eighth inning setup man. Right, and he pitched up until, what was he, 44 years old? So the seven no-hitters... That could... I think that could go down. That could. A career no-hitters? Who's got more than two right now? I don't know. What's Verlander have? I don't know. Three? Two? But that that's one, it would be possible. I, I, I mean. DiMaggio's hit streak, boy. I don't think so. No, that's. I don't think the hit, hit streak goes down. The, the 7-0 hitters would be a stretch. You would have to get lucky. You'd have to have a, you'd have to get paired up with some crappy teams. Boy, it'd be interesting to put that in order, I guess, hey, of least probable to you well, know. Let's, let's do that. But let's just kind of break these down. What about Pete Rose, 4,256 hits? possible where where are the oh god the longevity hey the years yeah. it's gonna take to get that though i still think someone like ken griffey jr could have had stayed healthy you know if you get some young kid in there no i mean we had 
we had Gwyn and we had Ichiro, guys like that. Um, not likely. I don't think it's likely, but I think that one's a little least, bit. Least likely to me is strikeouts. Yep. Let's put that at number one. Strikeouts number one. I'm going to go 56 game hit streak at number two because you're not. That's just not going to happen. I agree, and I think I think there's more. I think you're more likely to find somebody that can that'll get to 4,000 hits and then maybe stick around for two more years in DH to yeah. maybe possibly beat Pete Rose. So no hitters. The no hitters to me, I I just three. cannot see that. Correct. That's impressive. Yeah, but it's more probable that a 56 game hit streak. And then, so we're going to put... Uh, Paul Mollard, got to 39. Then we're going to put Pete Rose at our fourth, and then we most likely is the Steels record in this day and age with the, the new rules and the, the bigger bases. Right. I mean, just thinking about the fact that it, one, oh. it, once that pitcher throws over there, were you allowed to throw over twice? Mm-hmm. So that third one, my lead is halfway to second base. Yeah, I you agree. Know, so with the bigger bases, that one could go down. I mean, again, you still got to have some longevity, and you still got to get on base. And play for a team that allows that. I mean, we're not right. I mean, it's a baseball's right. a little different, right? But yeah, that's but what interesting. Do you have to wear an oven mitt if you're stealing bases? No, oh, Jesus. Yeah, go back to that. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's those are pretty good. We'd love to get your feedback on that. And yeah, we uh, could throw a little Twitter poll up there, put ours up there, and see where see what ranks. But don't you keep saying we? I have nothing to do with that. But anyway, <laughs> so. It'll be up there. It's a team effort. Somehow so. it appears. Yes. What's next? How about uh? Why don't you see a little talk a little baseball? Yeah, give us a little update. We're so, getting the baseball's been quarter of the way through here now or so. The uh, the three team parlay portion of our title is pretty much retired for the summer. We don't wait till football season. We don't get into around. yeah. We don't get into a lot of baseball bets. So, but I got a betting tip for you. Put big bucks on whoever's playing the Oakland A's. Yeah, and uh, they might be the worst team in the last 50 to 60 yeah. years. Well, how about this? Go, You give a little update on that. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i go off on a little rant. I got a little bone to pick with our Oakland A's right now. All right. Well, although they are we'll go through the, I'm going to go through the divisions quick and just a couple thoughts. AL East, um, They're the best un, unreal. Yeah. Tampa Bay, what a job they do in that organization. I mean, man, yeah. small market. The fans don't even care. They don't get no. anybody to watch the dang games down there, and they just keep winning and winning and winning. Forty-one and nineteen. Did I ever tell you I, we went to I went to opening day there one time? I did not. We no, were down in spring break. Uh, like the kids were kids were little, and we were kind of down in that area somewhere. And Chris and I took uh, my son and his two boys to opening day down there to watch watch them. That they play. I think they played Baltimore. Kids, we had decent seats. The kids went right down to the first baseline. There was no one there. Yeah, just to reiterate what you're saying, it's amazing. About, yeah, year after year, Baltimore's 36 and 22, and and they're you know the Yankees 10 games over 500, they're in third place. Toronto's in fourth place, five games over, and Boston's in last a game over. So that division is impressive. AL East is just the best league in baseball. I don't know, like when it comes down to it, and playoff wise, I don't know if Tampa's got the pitching, um, bullpen to sustain it but who knows they're off to a great start that whole division's impressive the central is uh <laughs> both centrals are actually kind of sad but uh al central there's our tigers uh four games below 500 twins are in the lead with 31 and 28 record 
I think the Chicago White Sox, geez, their fan base got to be flustered. Yeah. They put some money in. They got decent lineup. They got players, and they just can't get it done. They're they right. they brought in what what's his face the the old vet Larusa. Yeah, Tony. You know he was sleeping in the dugout last year. So, um, and they're ten games under. So we'll see. I mean. There's certainly Detroit certainly is not the most talented team. I mean they're oh. young, but there they are. You got to give that manager a little bit of credit. Yeah, for sure. The they, tw- they they're they're much exceeded expectations right, right. so far to this point. The Twins threw out some money on a few people, <coughs> and uh, that was a cough. Ed from Waukesha, <laughs> thirty-one and twenty-eight. So the Twins have the lead there. Texas, really good team. I think they're really good. They're kind of a little bit of a surprise to me, to be honest with you. But they've been playing but they well. spent money also and. What's his face hasn't even pitched, you know he's been hurt. Um, the, uh, the ex Met Degrom, yeah Jacob Degrom. So that's we'll see there. There, you know Houston's thirty five and twenty three, and they've been coming on. They started off horribly. What's going to be interesting in that division is the, the Angels and all the talk as we move forward about what happens with Otani. Yep. You want to be the owner that trades Shohei Otani. Or do you want to be the owner that keeps them and knowing that you're not going to get them? And that's going to be interesting because they're at 500 right now, but they're not going to, they're not they Texas gotta, and they're not Houston. They got to make a run and they got to get, they got to spend some money to get some players. But yeah. Yeah, I agree. I don't Seattle's think. at 500 there too. And there's that Oakland A's team, 12 yeah. and 40. We'll get back to them. National League East. Um, I guess the big surprise there is Miami. You know, they're they're right behind Atlanta. Braves, same, not same a surprise. with Tampa Bay, too. No fan base whatsoever down there. Oh, that's pathetic. Yeah. Maybe the other surprise is the Phillies. Phillies, they won it last year, 26 and 32. They paid a ton of money for Trey Turner, who's hitting 210 or something like that. So that's been, they brought him over from uh, Tech, uh, Atlanta. So the Phillies got to be a big surprise, just the fact that they're playing as poorly as they are. The Central Brewers have been hard to watch. They're just painful, agonizing watching them offensively. But the injuries are a big problem. Brandon Woodruff's been out. He pitched three games, and he's been out. An ace, you know, number one type starter, pitches, you know, behind uh, Corbin Burns. Burns hasn't been as good. And he has not been as good either. I've got burned a couple times on him taking his his case. He's not the strikeout guy that he was. No, he's maybe he's still pouting from that arbitration hearing or whatever. Could be, but he owes me about $14 on lost bets that I placed on him. Some of these lineups they've been piecing together since, uh, you know, with Urias out and then Willie Adamas got nailed in the head in the dugout by a foul ball the other day. And a lot of. A lot of players in the DL, and there we are in first place. But the surprise is probably Pittsburgh, right behind them. The Pirates, I didn't think they were ready to be. They're still in the major leagues? They're still there, 30-27. and Oh, I bet you Luke is happy. Yeah, he'll be listening for another week or so. And then the National League West, Arizona, the Dodgers, San Diego's got that. There's the surprise also. Yeah, they've been. I mean, he got these big-time all-star players on that team and the money they've spent, and they're sitting at 27 and 31 in fourth place in the West. So interesting to see how it shakes out. Um, but, you know, get the Brewers healthy and see if they can put a little run together. That'd be that'd be awesome. So the A's, how many wins yeah. do they have? The A's are at 12 and 48 right now. And they just, they just swept somebody last weekend. Was it the Braves? Might have been the Braves. It was a good team. I think it was the Braves. They swept up to 12 wins. Now, and this, I I know nothing about this. This is my own theory, but 
Aren't the A's trying to get a new stadium? Las to, Vegas, maybe? Yeah, maybe. trying to move to Las Vegas. So do you think we're tanking on purpose and trying to make it so that we don't have fans coming to the games and we can justify moving our team to Las Vegas? They were in the playoffs within the maybe last year. I have always been a fan of the A's. You go back to the days when we were kids with the Bash brothers and Dennis Eckersley and you know, They've been Steinbeck a somewhat, behind the plate. Somewhat competitive team the last couple of years. Yeah. But that Oakland, there was not a good, you know, the the wherever they were playing there. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a perfect setup. It's not quite as bad as the Florida situation. But yeah, what a mess! What an absolute mess! Yeah. So I just I, I hope they're not trying to tank and drive it to make it so they can get out of there. But it's like a double A team they got in the field. It sure looks. Yeah, they are. They're terrible. Like I said, if you want, I know you always give betting tips, but you know, here's Crouchy's betting tip: bet big on whoever's playing them. Because yeah, they, well, I mean, they've got 12 wins so far. If you if you bet five, if you bet 100 bucks five days in a row, you're probably gonna win four of them, maybe five of them. Should we do it? I, I don't quite have the 500 bucks to bet. Yeah, it's a sad situation there, but they're, I don't, I don't even know what to say about it. It'll be like I said, probably the worst team in the last 50 or 60 yeah. years. Yeah, like remember last year the Reds were horrible, and we were betting on them to all the time, but you know they came around. But the A's right now are. I feel bad for the fan base. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's shift gears, Oge. Okay, it's a slow time for sports, right? Baseball's on, the NBA Finals and NHL will be over pretty quick, right? They're coming to the end, up, they're coming down the stretch. So let's say we got a Sunday afternoon, there's no good ball games on, it's raining and windy, and you're pretty much stuck in the house watching TV. How about some shows? What are some binge-worthy shows that we could watch? Hmm. Well. Shows that, I mean, you start watching at 9 in the morning. Say, and saying that we have access to all of them, whatever we want, right? All the, yeah. whatever, Amazon Prime, Netflix, Hulu, Hulu and, and whatever, all these other formats. and, and um, So some binge-worthy shows, meaning we're gonna, you're going you're gonna to sit down, I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to put the TV on at 7 in the morning with a pair of sweatpants on. By 8 o'clock at night, I got crumbs on my clothes, and I've watched 10 hours of these shows. Boy, that's and a it, nice day, it is. To do that is. every once in a while? But it, it's got to be a show that can keep my interest, right? We, you know, there's a couple of them that are probably Well, we've good. watched some, you know, we've talked about this, and, and you and I have watched some of these together. I mean, I, in the last 20 years... I have never had a show that has rocked my entire world more than Game of Thrones. It it was that thing that was intensity like I've never I'd never thought I'd ever have uh, you know the those those emotions and just raw freaking watching a show with dragons and actually thinking it was exciting. Yes, 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 and and I did it. I actually started that thing because of a snowstorm. And we were out like two days, and it was just a complete mess in Mohawk. And I binge watched; it's unbelievable. And for, for those of you that have never watched it or have that that attitude that you can't watch a show because of dragons and shields <coughs> and swords, put it on. Well, if you remember, I'm gonna I'll keep this PG, but remember listening to you and some other people just telling me that I was crazy for not watching this. So I flipped this show on one day, and the first scene that came on, let's just say it was very inappropriate, and I was appalled, and I shut it off, and I was just you gotta disgusted. Get over that. But because I'm a reasonable person, I gave it a shot and started it, and I got to be honest with you, I cannot, cannot believe that I'm going to say this, but I was the same way. Game of Thrones is one of the 
It was unbelievable. Like I said, who would ever thought that I'll, I'm neck deep in a show with dragons and people flying on dragons? And- yeah, same thing. I mean, my, my wife, there was no chance. And I just said, give it a couple shows. And next thing you know, it was a Sunday event on HBO. It, not to mention, I'm not sure if there's a worse villain than that little kid. Well, the, no, the while well, the one he was he was a little, yeah, he was. He needs, he needs that a good that was uh, Joffrey, King Joffrey Lannister. Oh, 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 yeah. yeah, he was, but he was this more, uh, you know, he was like immature and just kind of a wannabe. And but he was still the he king. He was nasty, but he was the king. Yeah. <coughs> um, wow. No, I'm talking about uh, Ramsey Bolton. I don't, oh, I don't yeah. know if there's ever been a oh, word. Yeah. I mean, that guy. We should, we'll have to bring that up more about these villain people. It could be a stuff. Twitter. It could Twitter be. Twitter yeah. poll down the you'll, road you'll, here. You'll get a Twitter poll going. So that one, yeah. The Thrones, Thrones is, is awesome. Good. That's Breaking what, Bad. I mean, Breaking, where are you with that? I, Breaking, who would, again, making meth and selling it out of a school and an RV. Again, same thing. No offense to people that are addicted to crack cocaine, but I feel like I was a crack addict watching that show because the same thing. I watched eight episodes in a row. That one took me a little while. It was I, 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 everybody liked it, and I got through a couple, and I'm just kind of going, "All right, do I give it a third? And then all of a sudden, there it was, it's, gone. Yeah, and the, again, the storyline is—I mean, we're one step above below dragons. You're almost right? rooting for the guy. Yeah, he's a meth dealer, and we're rooting for mm-hmm. him, but. Yeah, the, the the people that wrote that show, unbelievable. I I could probably get into the, both of those shows again right now. And I never got into Walking Dead. Some of the, uh, I guess, okay, getting back to the original question, the, the ones that I've never watched that are on my list, and it's just got to be the oh, right yeah. time. I got, I still can't believe this. I number can't. one, I don't know if this is the one you're thinking. Yeah. But number one is Sopranos. Okay, I've I've watched Sopranos. I, it's good. I don't think. That that's one I'm gonna watch at my convenience. My I've been life. told, and I you it's know good. I like the it, mob stuff. It is. It's, I I agree. I just never got into it hardcore like I got into the other ones, and it's good. Don't get me wrong, but I think that's one that I could have on TV and still be doing like some schoolwork or reading or messing around and still paying attention. Whereas the other ones, you're just locked in. The Walking Dead is not one. I just I don't know. I I've never even people I, love that even, show. I'd never even. Watched an episode. I've watched random ones and I just couldn't couldn't deal with it. But you know, I've known you. You've talked about uh, Twenty Four. Twenty Four is my favorite binge watching show all I've, time. Yeah, Jack Bauer is the baddest man on TV, without a doubt. Um, working for counter terrorist units, and it's just one of those ones where I can watch a season in one day. There's about seven or eight seasons, and Kiefer Sutherland is is awesome. That one is such a great show. The intensity, like you're not you're not you know, playing on your computer and doing stuff while you're watching what's going down. And it, I think 24 is the best show out there. Uh, I could, I could start watching that again t- tomorrow. Maybe I will. Yeah. So that, that, that one, I think uh, Sopranos are on the list. Well, and here's another one that you never saw and it's, it's, it's up there and it's prison break. Yeah, I know there's been people, geez. And that one's got a little, how many far. years on that? How many seasons? There's a, there's a number of them. It's, the two brothers, Lincoln and Michael Burroughs, and the one puts the blueprints of the prison on his body as a tattoo and gets arrested, and they break out. Again, the, the storyline is ridiculous, but the intensity of the show, I, I'll put Prison Break up there too. I'm not in with 24 Game of Thrones, but that's another one that you, you can throw that on every couple of years. A couple that I've watched too you know, over the last few years, Goliath is one of them. 
I've mentioned that's that. That's solid, yeah. but I don't think the intensity is there. Well, it's a different type, you know. Yeah. I like the court stuff and Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob is awesome. good. And he takes on each each series has a different, you know, there was one with the water in California, there was one with opioids, you know, so he takes on these different court things. I enjoyed that. Uh, a few years back I watched a western called uh, Hell on Wheels. I have not seen that. Hell on Wheels was well, for a history dude, this was uh historical fiction about the Transcontinental Railroad. I'm a history dude now? Nice. Awesome. Yeah. So it was Union Pacific and Southern Pacific coming together at Promontory Point. I'd rather watch Jack Bauer take down the column. It was a hell of a Western, but yeah. Those are, know, those speaking are... of kind of the Western, you know what one is good? Yellowstone? Well, yeah, yeah actually Yellowstone's up there as well. I, I, I had to stop. That, that, but Beth, that Beth? Beth is just such a total witch. Yeah. But do you, does she remind you of certain people you know? Like she could. I think what are you could, saying? That she'd fit. I think we could we could see her at, at uh, local taverns. She yeah, she's something else. But uh, one another with the kind of the western style was uh, Justified. Mm. Raylan Givens. That was another one that I got into that one pretty good as well. That was and that there's like seven seasons of that. He one. played a good role in that. I did watch that. Yep. Yeah, and like I said, Yellowstone, they have that marathon on all the time on Memorial Day. And stuff. Night Agent was one we just watched. Yep, that was good. It's, it's, you know, we're not putting into these other categories, but it's, it was solid. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Game of Thrones, 24, you know, Prison Break, Yellowstone, these are all really, really good ones. I'd love to hear when people that have not watched Game of Thrones actually watch well, episode one and two. I had a friend. I, I still have a friend, but uh, I brought this up to him, and I said, I can't believe I'm going to tell you this, but he said, I go, you would like this show. And he goes, you know what? I get what you're saying, but a billion people can't be wrong, right? There's been over a billion people that have watched it. Good point. So that was the, at that point, I said, yeah, you get it. I think I think if you get it, you just give it a chance. And again, dragons, but... Anyway, Oj, uh, those are some binge-worthy shows. Maybe some of our listeners, so maybe we're missing some, and they could, can send them our way. Listen to the Lyrics is brought to you by Keweenaw Auto Body on Pine Street in Calumet. Quality collision and body repair since 1966. Free estimates and loaner cars available. All insurance companies accepted. Stop by and check out their used car selection as well. Open 8 to 5 Monday through Friday and 8 to noon on Saturday. Give them a call at 906-337-1203. You can also find them on Facebook. So this week, it's time to pick up the pace a little. Creedence Clearwater Revival style. You gotta love John Fogarty, rock legend and a great songwriter. And my favorite CCR song is one that mentions a country music legend. It's Fogarty's tip of the cap to the pleasures of listening to the Bakersfield sound. So here's looking out my back door.
All right. Wrapping things up here, we... Bring episode 15 to a close. Yeah, it was, it was a good one. One of our best, I think. Yeah, um, we're getting back. I was on top of my game. I know that. But, <laughs> hey, online store. We talked about it earlier, but it's going to be closing here in a couple of weeks, correct? June 18th, right now we're going to close it. You know, Father's Day. So if you want to get your father a SS3T. And there's a, we've got a variety of stuff on that there store, is. too. Hey? Nice stuff. Short sleeves, and they're good stuff, too. It's not the crappy cheap stuff only the best from us get short, on that yeah. short sleeve shirts long sleeve shirts crew necks and then even hoodie hooded sweatshirts you get them in navy black and white yep so it's it'll be there for a while we probably we'll probably pop it open again um you know closer to the fall or whatever but we'll see how things go so that's out there but good show tonight um next week we're you're looking forward to that as well. Yeah, and we're going to do it earlier this next, next that's week. True. Come, that's true. That's right. That's right. And be coming out on Saturday next week. People are complaining when we go to Monday on it. Well, but... you know, the nice thing, Oj, it's the last week of school for you and I. That is. So after after this week, every day is Saturday for us, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's that'll be awesome. What what are we, Saturday evening we'll get together or something? Yeah, we'll get that out on Saturday. I'm going to be heading out of town for a couple of days on the weekend, so we'll uh, Ooh, get... vacations to talk to talk about on podcast. Yeah, nice. that could be. You'll, you're going to be very intrigued. I I got a good feeling, but well, let's thank our boy. We got all these sponsors now, hey? Eh? Up poor, to three. Yep, poor man's epoxy, who is sponsoring our listener questions. Um, next up, embroideries doing the U, great UP sports moment. They're also providing them apparel for our store, right? So, I have T-shirts too. Hey, in my truck, I got them. So let's go. And then Q and Auto Body and Brad listen to the lyrics. Those are our sponsors. They're you know also get out and support those businesses. They're the ones that are keeping this operation afloat. Yep, and get some corn nuts on a road trip. Now I'm gonna get a probably a Reese's peanut butter cup. But see you, Oj. Talk to you later, Croce.